Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discovery Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about why we change. And Jody is going to be the presenter this evening. So go ahead and take the mic, Jody. All right. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, so like Paul said, the big topic is why we change. So if you think of any major changes uh, that you've had in your life, typically the reason, the main reason people change is because of pain. Um, there's a saying like when the pain's strong enough, then, then we'll change. Um, and that goes for like bad addictions, that goes for like terrible jobs, that goes for terrible relationships, anything like that. When it finally gets bad enough that you're just like, I can't stand this anymore, I have to do something different, that's typically when people change. They have like a really strong why. They have a strong motivation and a strong desire, and they're going to figure out some way to make it happen. So they're going to try to find some way to make it happen. And, you know, there's tons of self-help books out there. Everybody's, you know, buying these self-help books, buying these weight loss books, doing all these different programs, trying to find the one solution that's going to help them change. And, you know, the, the first big reason is having that why. So once they have the why, then they need a plan. And a lot of people go into their um, change without really much of a plan or much direction. Uh, if it's something they've never done before, you know, we always say you don't know what you don't know. So they need to find a plan first. And once they have a plan, then they need to have somebody that holds them accountable, um, somebody that will get them to follow through with their plan. You know, Paul always asks, talks about follow through. And, you know, there's this one saying, it says, three, three, three frogs were on a log and, three and two decide to jump off, how many are left? And the answer is three. Um, the two just decided to jump off. They didn't actually take the action. So that's the third step of our, our three-step method is to be proactive. So you, you got to have that plan and then be proactive to follow through. And the hardest thing with all these, this plan and the follow-through is really going to be that fear of change and that past program conditioning, that internal thought that's always trying to keep you the way you are. You know, it's just it doesn't like change. It doesn't know the difference between good and bad. Um, you've heard many stories probably where people are in like terrible relationships and they've always been in terrible relationships. So that's their subconscious, that's their internal thought, um, thought idea of what normal is. So it doesn't make any sense when they try to, you know, think about it rationally. They're like, you know, it doesn't make sense. I don't want to do this. But they don't understand that internal thought playing in the background that's going to keep bringing them back to, wh to who they think they are. Um, so they've got to understand that concept that, you know, we're not who we think we are. That internal thought's always trying to keep us there. So having that accountability partner, having somebody that's going to ask you the questions and really challenge that internal thought and challenge that subconscious to really get you to continue to follow through is uh, what's going to help you to change. Um, so 
there's a other things. So that's if you have like a strong desire because that, that pain is there. So the next reason, next thing about change is like, well, what if you just want to be a better person? What if you want to, you know, achieve great things? Like those typically don't just happen on accident. Um, those are something you have to be motivated and you really need a strong why. Um, there's many uh, small businesses out there. Uh, multi-level marketing is a big one, you know, where, where people see these, these great, you know, people's lots of money, the fancy cars and all this stuff, nice houses, and they're like, oh, I really, I really want that. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get that. Well, if that's not something they're used to, um, their past program conditioning and their internal thought is going to try to hold them back. Um, even to the extreme where you're not even going to realize it, but it's going to cause some self-sabotage to come in there. And we did a podcast on self-sabotage. Um, it's going to cause all kinds of things to try to keep you the way you are. And, you know, for me, the, the biggest self-sabotage is the idea that I'm working towards my goal, so that's, that's just the plan. That's not the follow-through. And mine is, uh, so, is uh, being uh, procrastination, sorry, having, having procrastination. It's like, yeah, I'll do that tomorrow, or, yeah, I'm working on it. Well, that that's, doesn't really get you t- closer to your goals. Um, so in order to get rid of that procrastination, I have, to fall, I have to fall back and re-look at my why I want to change and why I want to do something different. Um, kind of goes back to that that job like there's a lot of people in all kinds of jobs I hear they're complaining like I hate this job I hate working here I don't like all this stuff it's like well then go find another job and they don't really have a good reason why they don't just go find another job Um, so and that all comes back to that fear Uh, you've heard the how, how people are afraid of change there's a lot of people that are just afraid of change. Well, it's not necessarily that they're afraid of change. It's that their internal thought and their subconscious are trying to hold them in that way that they were programmed, doing the same thing that they're used to doing because that's comfortable. So the the biggest thing to get over that fear is just to step out of your comfort zone. And anytime you ever listen to someone's story, um, and they're looking back at what they did and how they got out of that comfort zone, they'll always say, you're like, oh, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was. So that, that fear is really that, that false concept that we think something's going to be way worse than it is, and that's our uh, internal thoughts, so, uh, self-defense mechanism. So this kind of all ties back into that. In order to change, we need to, one, we need to figure out what we want to change. Most people don't even think they want to change because they're just stuck in that daily routine. They're doing the same thing. So the first step is that identify. So we got to identify the different things and what we want to change. And sometimes it doesn't mean we're changing or getting rid of something bad. Uh, a big part of that is kind of doing a, a self-reflection, an inventory. Uh, if you think of a, a grocery store, they have all kinds of products, and they, and they may all be decent products. Uh, but if something on the shelves isn't selling, that doesn't mean it's a bad product. It just means, you know, it's taking up space and it's not good for the business. So 
doing an inventory is kind of like that. You're looking at all the good and you're looking at all the bad and the things that aren't helping you get to what your goal is and identifying which ones you want to get rid of and which ones are really beneficial. And once we can identify those, some of those might be kind of negative and some of, some of them might be things that are bad habits. Like you've heard of people where they, they just hoard everything. And most of those people on that show, if you ever watch that show, Hoarders, um, they don't really, they can't really see that it's really a problem. So they have trouble with the identifying it. And then finally when, like, the family members or the TV host or somebody convinces them, like, you really need to get rid of this, they, they start to kind of understand. They start to see it. But then they have a real hard time confronting it. They, they really don't want to change it. They don't know why. They're like, ah, I, I want to keep this. They're always trying to keep something. And uh, so you really got to look at it from kind of your own outside perspective. Uh, take a step back. And it, it requires kind of a heightened sense of awareness of yourself um, without kind of letting that internal thought come in with its ideas. So we got to kind of filter those, and it's oftentimes it's hard to kind of confront those things. Um, and then, like I was talking about earlier, the, the big one is being proactive. Just because we're finally aware of the negative things or things we want to change and we've identified them and confronted them, um, that just means we're still on the log. We didn't quite jump off yet and actually make any progress. So being proactive, taking action. And for, for me, I, when I'm taking action, sometimes it's all kinds of different action. I'm going all kinds of different directions. And before I know it, if I don't have a set plan, something that I'm follow, following when I was in that heightened sense of awareness, writing down and taking that inventory and have, it, have my plan down on paper, um, I'm going to slowly start to rationalize different ways that I can kind of go back to that. And it, the internal thought's sneaky. It's going to get in there, and, and you won't even notice it. So unless you really have something to compare it to um, or something to kind of someone to bounce it off of, um, you're not even going to notice that you're kind of slipping right back into those same same habits and same routine. So getting on that plan and having an actual plan and, and following it, once you start getting some results, then you have to look at it and see, like, are these re results being productive? Uh, so you have to kind of compare those. Uh, sometimes plans don't work out. Sometimes you'll have a plan to do something. Um, sometimes it might be a, a big plan. It might be an overachiever. You're, you're, you have these kind of irrational plan, I guess you could say, where it's something that's not really feasible. And that kind of sets you up for failure in a sense. So you have to always go back and look and see, like, how is my plan working? Do I need to make any changes to my plan? Um, but you got to do that with someone else and in a, in a heightened sense of awareness mindset in order to make sure you aren't changing it to benefit your internal thought. Um, another thing, like, I use the word rationalize. Well, I've heard people break up that word into rational and lies. So it, it's our internal thought trying to make sense out of its own lies so that we think 
that it's actually good thinking when really it's kind of tricking us to go back to the, the way we always were. So thanks, Paul. Thank you very much, Jody. Uh, just like myself, you know, when I was 20, 25, 30 years old, I didn't know that I didn't know there was anything wrong with me. You know, I'd going into one relationship into another thinking, well, that's just life, you know. But uh, as I began to start interacting with other people, I began to realize, you know, something's wrong here. You know, why can't I have a, a, a steady relationship? Why can't I care for someone and it be a positive relationship rather than having irrational in and out of relationship one right after the other. So I'm a perfect example of people don't know that they don't know the conditions that they're in. And uh, each and every time that after uh, about 30 years old, each and every time that I started talking to someone or began to uh, interview other people, I began to realize things have to change. And that's when I come up with the three-step program, identify, confront, and become proactive, because I had to start somewhere to change my life. And uh, that was the beginning of my introspecting my life and changing, getting on a journey of self-discovery. Appreciate your presentation, Jody. Uh, let's go to uh, Jeff. Jeff, why we change? What's uh, one thing, your why did you change when it comes to getting on a journey of self-discovery? Um, I think uh, what uh, Jody said about having a strong why was actually really important. Um, for me, I know that um, I, for a long time I just kept on doing the same stuff, stuff wrong over and over again. I mean, in some areas of my life, I was really successful, and I actually implemented some change. But in, in another area of my life, I just kept on trying kind of half-heartedly and then failing and then trying again and then failing again. And it wasn't until I developed that strong why and actually thought about it, about how my life would improve um, if I implemented these changes, um, that I had the motivation to actually overcome the internal thoughts that were telling me, you know, don't do it, or all, coming up with all the reasons why making these changes will, will develop all these unforeseen, horrible um, consequences coming from unexpected events or things I couldn't prepare for. Um, uh, once I had the strong why to overcome those internal thoughts, I actually began to see change, and I actually stayed committed towards the goal um, that strong why was also important because it um, allowed me to continue to continue to iteratively improve my uh, the changes that I was making in my life. So the first change that you make in your life, or the first goal that you set, um, when you try to tackle that goal, you're usually that's, it's hard to say you usually won't succeed, but the original plan will probably not be to, to, the original plan to succeed will probably be, not be the final plan that you implement. It's probably going to change along the way as you learn more um, about whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. 
you'll find more efficient and more effective ways of changing. Um, and so it's just uh, just important to have that strong why to continue to motivate you to continue to iteratively develop that plan until you have a really effective one and you finally start to see lasting change implemented in your life. Thank you for sharing, Jeff. Um, it's just like every day when I talk to uh, different people, uh, I present to them the Discover It method. And they come back, lots of times they come back and say, well, why, why should I change? Well, I say to them, well, is your relationship with your partner su sufficient? Do you have a good relationship with your job? Are you happy with your job? Are you happy with any and everything in your life that you don't need to change? And, of course, then they step by step they come to realize everything's not the way it seems. And I always say that things are not what they seem. And uh, until someone gets us to look at our lives, most of us don't even consider change. But uh, really appreciate the sharing today, Jeff and uh, Jody. That presentation, Why We Change, was fantastic. Anybody else want to say anything before we get off the call this evening? Yeah, I, right, got, I got one more thing. Hey, Paul. Go ahead, uh, Jody. So one of the things that I used as, as a kind of a red flag or a flag to really question is the word I'm. So anytime I say I'm this, or I'm not that, I should always, I stop myself and I challenge it. Um, for years I used to say, well, I'm not a runner, you know. Um, I don't run, things like that. And, and then in 2016, I became a runner. Uh, so it's, it's, a very, it's a very strong statement. Whenever you say the word, I'm this or I'm not that, um, you really got to reflect on that and say, is like, is that my past program conditioning? Because um, it really should go back to is I want to be this or I don't want to be that um, in order to really figure out what you want to change or what your past program conditioning and your internal thought, what it thinks you are. So I've tried to cut out those words, I'm this or I'm that, unless I'm trying to use that to create myself to be something I want to be and to work towards something. So it's a, a nice little trick um, to help reprogram that past program conditioning uh, to your benefit. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Jody. Really appreciate you uh, adding that to your presentation. It makes a lot of sense. Um, anyone else before we get off the phone this evening? All right, Judy. Thanks a lot for the presentation. It was a fantastic presentation. And Jeff, for the sharing this evening, really enjoyed it. Uh, next Thursday night, 730, call 518-992-1035, and
and use access code 655-145. We will see you all next Thursday night. Be there or be square. See you then. Bye.